Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I just got popped, man. Can you believe it? That's right. The good folks at Funko Pop have made me a pop again, and this time they called me a director. That's right. Finally, somebody said it. I'm a director, and guess what? I am director pop number 37. 37? I'm 37? That's right. You want a Kevin Smith director pop wearing a written and directed by Kevin Smith shirt? You go to Amazon.com slash Jay and Silent Bob right now. That's right. Amazon has a Jay and Silent Bob store, and you can find all sorts of fun stuff there. Masks, shirts, hoodies, and whatnot. But right now, get your hands on one of these little Kevs, man. You can pop them anywhere. Lube them up and pop them anywhere you like, man. So if you're lost, ladies and gentlemen, and you're looking for a little direction in your life, Funko's got you covered. Order the Kevin Smith Director Pop. It's an Amazon exclusive, so you gotta go to Amazon.com slash Jay and Silent Bob. Get yours now, man. Pre-order it, and you'll receive it December 12th. That's right, it'll ship just in time for Christmas. What are you waiting for? Get direction. Get the director, Kevin Smith Pop, only from Funko and Amazon. Holy fucking shit, Batman. What? Uh, welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardin. Hey! Ho! Here we are at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. You can't move in this place. You can't breathe. It's packed to the fucking gills. Everyone having a good time because everyone loves a geek bar. And this is everyone's favorite geek bar right here on Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood, California. Look at all these fun people. Yo, guys, having a good time? Yeah, pipe in the audience noise there, JC. Like, we're at an NFL game, and we know nobody's in the stands, but we somehow still see, hear a crowd going. This is the Stanley Kubrick version of the show, where I see an audience that's not there. <laughs> and they're like, of course, you've been here all the time. Lloyd, the ghostly bartender, will be mixing up your blue, what do you call the blue? Blue milk. Blue milk drinks. <laughs> um, are you, uh, how are you doing over there, JC? Just to give you a heads up. JC running solo tonight. Andrew has the, the Sunday to enjoy. JC doesn't. <laughs> I, so uh, here he is. I am, he's like, stop asking me questions. I have he's like, don't jobs. ask yeah, me to change the a, angle of the camera. There's a lot going on. Uh, it says, <laughs> hmm, we're sending. All right. It so looks like we're fine. bouncy. We're bouncing. We also don't have a shot of me because there's too much going on. Too much going on. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try to clean up the stream a little bit. We won't fucking uh, be throwing angles around because there's one man and, and JC's got to control it all. So I was like, hey, JC. We're not even <laughs> fucking cut to him. He's like, no, what? I got no nine things happening. You got no proof of life. For all you know, JC's fucking dead and we're weekend of Bernie and this shit. <laughs> hey, let's go ahead and get a frosty daiquiri. Um, before we... <laughs> We're in a bar. We could literally get a frosty daiquiri. Uh, before we go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, a little housekeeping. Yes, sir. I have a hot day tonight. I'm going to get laid. So this show will not have a Q&A. Here's right. the Q. Are you going to get laid, Kev? Here's the A. Fuck yeah. Sooner I get out of here. So, <laughs> And we're seen. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, everybody. Did you enjoy uh, the show? What show? But we have a guest, and we'll we be do. talking to a guest after we get into the news and stuff like that. So we got a show for you for sure. We do, but before yeah. we do anything. Let us take this moment mm. to congratulate yes. the Joker himself. Oh. Joaquin Phoenix mm -hmm. just had a baby. Yes, with Rudy Mara. I mean, he's a good actor. He ain't that fucking good. Yeah, no. He couldn't 
produce a job. I mean, he can make you think he had the baby, but that's <laughs> and then do a little dance at the end. Yes, on the staircase and shit. And you're like, so dark. Um, he can't have a baby himself. But his fiance, Rooney Mara, Mara. is that mm -hmm. her name? Rooney Mara. She just had his baby. So they had a baby, I guess, in the parlance. Indeed. Part time. Um, so I mean it's relevant because he's the Joker and shit mm. like that. But this is the part that almost made me cry. Mm. What did they name the baby? River. <laughs> Put it on the glass. That almost made me cry that you fucking guessed it. <laughs> How beautiful is that? That's adorable. Uh, for those that don't fucking know, because you know you're 12, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix comes from a family of famous Phoenixes. And long before Joaquin was Phoenix, back when he was Leaf Phoenix, mm -hmm. his brother River Phoenix, of course, from Stand By Me, from Sneakers, from yes, uh, Indiana the opening Jones. of Indiana in Jones. Crusade. He played young Indiana Jones on the TV, but in fucking Glass Crusade, was it? I yes. think his beginning. Um, and and of course, my own private Idaho, fucking legend, man, like a wonderful, wonderful actor and stuff. He named his fucking kid after his brother. Yeah, he loved his brother. They seemed very tight. I mean, I didn't know them and shit, but like, they seemed very tight from everything i saw they like i saw him i met him i think i talked about it, at the mercy for animals gala like right before they announced right before i think it was right before joker came out actually mm. um and uh or part of the run-up to the oscars yeah right? yeah it was, yeah, that yeah. i hadn't seen it at that point and i remember having no because i think it had just come from venice so it was before it came out if i gotcha. remember correctly and um you know i so at one point i was talking to him and i was like you got like your whole fucking family was like famous before I was ever in the business. So that's super famous to me and stuff. And I said, and I'm like, I loved you in parenthood and shit like that. But your brother, and he talked about his brother very warmly. Um, so he named his kid after his brother. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's the kind of news that makes you go, yeah. You know, yeah. people aren't all awful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, fucking. Maybe we have a constitutional crisis coming. Who knows? But fucking at least there's simple beauty in the world, like a man naming his kid after yeah. his deceased brother. Because there should be a River Phoenix in the world. And we had gone for a long time without one. The and fuck kind of writing is this that you're giving away for free? <laughs> oh, my God. Say it again. There should be a River Phoenix in the world. Fucking good, dude. Mm. Save that for a script. <laughs> Copyright Mark Bernardin. I got that one. In my good fucking, pocket. that's a good line. If I heard that on like The Boys, I'd be like, fucking Kripke's good, man. Yeah. I say that now watching The Boys. You caught up? I'm one episode behind. Ooh, I just watched Friday nights. Yeah. So fucking good. They really showed their hand of where they're going and shit. Okay. Yeah. The last thing I got to was like, laser my fucking tits. That was the episode before. Which okay superhero sex yeah it was pretty mm. rough but then in the most recent episode it's just like they put it on front street who she is where she came from blah 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 um, it's uh it's been wonderful um have you seen this i haven't seen it yet but i read about utopia i i have not seen it yet it's on I, amazon it's on amazon Do you also, know what it's about it's it's got a comic book in it yeah like it's based on a british tv series that's about or at least features a comic book that can somehow tell the future and i i just saw this concept and i was like in a pre-marvel dc movies world mm. that would have been like what a comic book is at the center <laughs> of something like holy shit well i was heroes right like when the <gasps> when heroes first dropped it's like wait what's happening yeah like oh my god this shit 
sounds exactly like some of my favorite Marvel comics. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, homage, homage, or theft. You tell mm. me. Um, so yeah, it, it, this sounds. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of this. I'm very curious. Um, Gillian Flynn. I'm not sure who. I think Gillian Flynn is that the Gone the Girl, Gone Girl um, screenwriter. Um, she also and did Sharp Objects on HBO. This was a follow up to that. Uh, what so was she's it? Sharp Objects on I HBO. I like Sharp Objects. Yeah. What's the follow up? This is that follow up. Because she produced, she was the showrunner on Shelf Objects, and now she's the showrunner on Utopia. Oh, but they're not connected. They are not connected. Near as far as I can tell. <clears throat> so she did Utopia? The yeah. Gone Girl Lady? Mm -hmm. And it's based on a British thing? Yes. They still do that? Where we steal ideas from the Brits? Like where All in the Family came from? <laughs> where totally. Sanford and Son came from? <laughs> Sanford and Son was a British show first. Yeah. We, we will happily steal the format of any show that takes place overseas and import it to the United States. Yeah, but back in the day when we were kids, it was easy because nobody saw foreign TV. But nowadays, it's like you could probably watch the British Utopia uh, somewhere. Yeah, it's hard to come by. But yeah, no, we still That's do that kind of. He said, no. "Yeah, JC is behind us." I feel like we're at the cockpit of the Moon Falcon, and Han Solo is behind us. He's fixing shit while while <laughs> she's going. On. What are we doing back there? Are we? Are you having to patch things? Um, yeah. Are we even online? Uh-oh, bear with us, kids. Okay. JC's working on it. As you can see, look at him running wires and I know. stuff. Like he was literally up in the rafters, like yanking cords down. <laughs> is it, is no, it not up? put that one over <laughs> there. <laughs> um, you know what I uh, did this morning? Tell uh, me. Uh, what was it, yesterday morning? Uh, maybe it was yesterday morning. Wee hours in the morning, I was up. And at like 3 in the morning, I said, fuck, I'll grab a smoke try to go back to bed so i was grabbing a smoke and i was like what will i watch because you know you don't want to get involved in like writing that'll wake mm. you up and shit so I, I was watching the last harry potter movie but they split it into definitely hollows part two so i watched part one and part two wow well i skipped around to my favorite parts and shit. Mm. but part one then i was like oh shit maybe i should go back and watch this what a mistake <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's so fucking like it's them. They're in the woods for mm. over half the movie. And, and, you know, they took the book. I know this is not a hot take or anything because this happened like a decade ago. But <laughs> bring it. They fucking split the book into two movies and you didn't need it. You could have just made one movie an hour longer, made it a big old fat juicy movie. But like the woods se sequence goes on and on and on. I couldn't believe it. I was like. There were points where I was doing the, like, it fast forwards 10 seconds if you press this button, because they were doing like a walking shot where Harry is walking from there to there. And I was like, there's no way they're doing this whole fucking walk cycle. And they did. And mm. I kept fast forwarding and nothing was said. Nope. No, no action. It was just him walking toward an object. I'm like, these guys, what a luxurious edit this must have been. It seemed like it was a struggle to come up with full content. Yeah. That's one of those where you can tell, like, this was not an artistically motivated decision yeah. yeah no it's an ice cream truck outside jc your phone's ringing <laughs> that could be will saying you're not even online <laughs> Poor this is pirate radio version of fat man beyond ladies and gentlemen who yeah, was it this uh -oh. oh boy there's troubles ladies and gentlemen uh but yeah, Both. those two Harry Potter movies were very much the, we're going to make as much money as we can. 
It seemed like a cash grab. Very and, much And so. I can't remember. I saw them both in the theater, and I honestly, for the life of me, could not remember any of the details of part one. Mm. As I'm watching it, I'm like, holy fuck, it's like a brand new movie to me. <laughs> but it wasn't like, what a gift. It was like, what a long fucking movie this Why was. are we doing this? And I, I could see, I don't remember feeling this, but I could fucking see somebody being like, are you fucking shitting me? What a ripoff. Like, I mean, I think they were best count- parts at the end with, you know, spoilers, death of Dobby. That's some pretty emotional. It shit. is. I think they, they were, they were counting on the fact that if you were a diehard Harry Potter fan, more Potter is good Potter. Like if this is my last gasp at this, I want to just wallow in it for as long as I can. I'm all for it, but it's like them alone in the woods, depressed. First, it's the three kids. And then, uh oh, the cord came out. <clears throat> and then the uh, then it's like Ron leaves, and then it's just Harry and Hermione. Mm. And then at one point they dance, and like you, you think, like, oh my god, maybe they're gonna kiss. Although I never heard about this in the book or anything. So yeah, it's just fucking long, man. I mean, you know, it's all over now. They made all their money and shit. Mm. So I'm not dissuading anybody from saying it. But as I watched it, I was like, whoa, whoa, man. I appreciate your sizzling hot take. Thanks. It is, uh, I get around some t- people are like, how come you're never negative? Well, there it was. <laughs> you were there to see it. Ladies the statute of limitations is up. <laughs> yes. As soon as fucking everyone involved in a production is dead, then I spill the tea on how I feel. It, uh, it is the best take on a movie I've seen since there was a, a comic book resources article. Did you catch wind of this? Mm-hmm. Where this writer was like, ooh, I figured out the secret to Stanley Kubrick movies. He would actually have been a good filmmaker if only he'd ever come to grips with his toxic masculinity. And basically that was what was keeping him from greatness. Oh, well, it's what keeps us all from greatness. Apparently. And also this guy has never seen a Stanley Kubrick movie because they're kind of all about toxic masculinity. Right. Like you can't really look at like The Shining or Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, they're all pretty know, toxic dudes. Or Eyes Wide Shut. And if you ever see that documentary about the making of The Shining, mm-hmm. he was pretty toxic with Shelley Duvall. Totally. But yeah, to pretend as if he was A, not a good filmmaker, not That's one of the, the great weird filmmakers, thing. Yeah, yeah. and B, this thing that all of his movies are about is a thing that he's never re- reckoned with. That that seemed like the, the weak How sauce. How old was the author of this piece? Not to be an ageist, but... Sounds like a relatively young take. Um, you know, I, I don't know said author. I'm not even going to blast him. But, I mean, you could find the piece. It's not hard. It was trending the other day on how bad a take it was. Because everyone was just like, <laughs> yeah. are you crazy? Yeah. Dude, what? Did yeah, you just I, discover things? I, honestly, I used to take the internet so seriously at one point in the beginning. You know, because I was on it when they started it and shit. I was on it in the days where you could be like, I visited every site on the internet. Now, look. <laughs> I put my Alta Vista to work, you guys. But, um um fuck what was my point i had a stoner bump what were we just talking about uh discovering things on the internet that you hadn't discovered before well what were we talking about stanley cooper <laughs> shitty hot takes yeah you, you've, you've been you've been lots of places you've seen lots of things and yeah i got braggy for some reason i'm like you know <laughs> i've done a lot of shit. things and then i got lost in my bragging <laughs> i forgot the point i was trying to make uh oh i know what it is thank mm. you mark I used to take the internet very seriously. And then one day I saw somebody give a, a similar mm. hot take on Quentin Tarantino and said that he was a hack. And I'm like, hey, man, fucking like say you don't like his movies or whatever. But that guy's a hack. Like, what the fuck am I? And then I was <laughs> like, I know that guy ain't a hack. I think the whole world agrees the guy's not a hack. Mm. So this person is wrong. Hence, the whole internet is wrong. 
is potentially wrong about things. And that's when I realized I ain't taking them so seriously. Yeah, I, I am all for the the a new generation discovering something. Yeah, you know, like there's there there was a big a bit oh, of they a, fucking discovered chasing Amy, and they were like, "It's wrong, it's bad." I was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it." But uh, but you know, Phil Collins is in the air tonight. Oh, well, those two it, kids were just like. Like it literally started, it was at like the top five of, of iTunes sales because these two black kids who were like, you know, twins apparently in their early 20s have been discovering shit that they like, we've been told this was good. Let's, let's not see it beforehand and watch it together for the first time and react to it. Or listen to it. Yeah. They're all listening. They're all, li they're just listening to like musical tracks. Yeah. And they're like, we were, we were told this was cool. Oh shit! And watching them lose their minds when the drum, when the drum kicks in the, the way you in. did when you first heard it as a kid, you're like, oh my god, it still works. Totally. So it's like the the idea of of discovering something for the first time and coming to artwork anew is not inherently bad, right? But the pretending that nobody else had thought about this, like I'm going to give you a scholarly treatise on what I've discovered is the flaw in this guy's filmmaking. Also, like pretending that the guy wasn't a great filmmaker like yeah. i think everyone universally agreed on that right away yeah i mean whether you, could, you like his movies or not it's like oh clearly this guy was a master of his form and pushed the medium in a new direction he went to space before <laughs> fucking george lucas did <laughs> yeah say. you know like I, I understand like not great with shelly duval but you know apparently an asshole and yeah. that's totally fine but it's the what kept slow him driver being too great. i always heard <laughs> And that's, that, that right there is a... Why did it take us 140 takes to get off of this exit, Uncle Stanley? Well, he would... I read a story where they were like, you know, they're shooting on this location, one road in, one road mm -hmm. out. And, you know, as soon as they were like, and that's a wrap for the day, everyone got raced for their cars to get out before Stanley. Because <laughs> if you were behind Stanley, Stanley did five, ten miles under the speed limit. Ooh. And so you were... Fucking, you couldn't just <laughs> tear ass down the road and shit. So, slow driver. Slow driver. And that makes you fucking public enemy number one in my book. Indeed. So Then it, you fuck with Shelley Duvall. That's also terrible. So, this week's Hot Take Theater, we've decided. <laughs> <laughs> that Harry Potter movie was too long, and Stanley Kubrick wasn't too nice a guy. Yeah, but like really talented. Yeah, but everyone knows he's a great filmmaker. <laughs> and that's Fat Man Beyond. You come here for the hot takes. Yeah. Hot You're takes. getting them. Jay Z, are we even online or are we just yeah, amusing each other? We're good. There it is. <laughs> he's like, yeah, just keep going. Stop he's talking been, to me. He's, I, for a minute, I thought we were just doing a show for him at this point. And it was a weird yeah. show because he wasn't even paying attention. No. He's no, running I, around. I kept on feeling as if we were always like five minutes away from sparks in the, in the room and the entire thing going offline. It's true. And he's trying to make us feel good and calm about it. No, 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 no. It's all fine. Nothing's on fire. There's all no is well. He's Kevin Bacon in Animal House <laughs> before he gets trampled. Um, all right. What have you been up to this week? Anything? You got any upfront shit? What's um, on your shirt? Let me see. Flash Groden. That's fantastic. <laughs> Flash Groden. How many people do you have to explain that shirt to? I mean, my wife. <laughs> Are like, you serious? Yeah. She's how wait how old? she's our age, but she, she like she missed the Charles Grodin wave. Really? Yeah. And I'm like midnight run. You got yeah n nothing. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, list goes on. Heaven can wait. Yeah, but you know, I incredible I, shrinking woman. I stand. Didn't by you it. have cable? That's what I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in a barn. It's an excellent fucking shirt, though. Thank you, sir. Flash Grodin. Fuck. 
<laughs> just Scott Mosier would die. He'd see that shirt and be like, that's brilliant. Simple punnery. Um, uh, what I, have uh, you been doing? I uh, I left a job this week. You finished up on Picard. I, I finished up on Star Trek Picard. There was, I saw you tweet about it, and then there was some confusion. People were like, what the fuck did you get fired? Yeah, are like, you okay? No, It'll be I'm all just, right, man. I'm You'll recover done. from this. We finished. <laughs> because that's, you know, and it's it's hard for the average person who has a normal person job yeah. to understand, like, my mom still doesn't quite get it. It was like, oh, honey, are you okay? It's like, this was always going to happen. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's a contract. It's a term employment. Like, I'm here for 24 weeks. Um, 25 if we're doing a rounding error. And and no matter how good and or bad one does during those 24 weeks, that's the job. That's the job. So, like, yeah, no, I had a good time. I think we did some good work. Um, we'll see. We're, we're still far from production because who the hell knows when we're going to get to shoot uh, a giant sci science fiction TV show. But, yeah, no, I cleaned out my office that I had visited once. Because it was COVID. Yeah, like we were, I, I, I was brought on my first day was like March 4th, March 5th, and by like March 10th, mm. we were like, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're done being in the office, gang. We'll, uh, we'll maybe see you. It was back into the real world. Yeah. Go right at home. <laughs> we'll see you on the Zooms. Yeah, that's right. It was a Zoom writer room. Zoom writer room. Which writer Zoom. It's, it's I, I don't know how much Zoom, Zooming you've had to do at, uh, at length. A bunch. In this. Not in love with it. No. You know, like it's... It, it's surprisingly convenient, though. Yeah, no, it's it's but, functional for a lot of things. Yeah, but for the for the ongoing creation of of content, mm -hmm. not great for being unless the, unless you just want to make the joke over and over. Jetson. <laughs> yeah, if you're rebooting the Jetsons, then it's perfect. Then Zoom is like right up your fucking alley, man. All those Zoom jokes, all the Zoom jokes. But yeah, it was it was a it was a fun room to be in. I feel like I barely got to know the people I was in the room with. Because you didn't have a traditional room experience. Yeah. Like, all the time we were together, we were working. There was never any, like, the half an hour everybody gets there a little early and hangs out. There was never lunch where we talked over. There was never, we're going to go for a walk on the lot. None of that. It's, here we are. Well, when you were a kid mm -hmm. and you wished to work on a Star Trek show, mm -hmm. you forgot to add, and I want to eat lunch with everybody, <laughs> and I want us to be buddies. Right. You I, got exactly what you wanted. I really did. I forgot. No to, frillies, though. I forgot to make it very clear to the genie yes. the totality of the wish that I had. That's how they get you, dude. That's how they get you. Those genies, man. Fucking small print genies. Oh, it's all about the fine print. <laughs> genies and devils, the same thing. It's genies all about, like, you didn't say this. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So, I had to go. I had to get a COVID test to get onto the lot to retrieve my stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I've yeah. had three since coming back from Jersey. I had to get them, or my kid wasn't letting me back in the house. <laughs> literally quarantined me in my office. My kid was, like, so hardcore about, about like, you know, I went to Jersey, then I went to Florida. Mm. And, you know, I, I we opened movies and movies. That was fantastic success in Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, thanks to the folks who went, thanks to Gianni's, who hosted us and stuff. Uh, but while we're there, you know, like the movies out here, I took pictures of the people and I felt I was socially distanced enough, mm -hmm. probably not, you know, as much as one could have been, but like definitely we were on two different planes and mostly everyone I was taking pictures with wearing masks. Two people I took a picture with didn't have a mask. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones the kids saw. <laughs> Kid like sent me a flurry of fucking texts. How dare you? You're killing us all. 
you're going to put the entire house in jeopardy. The word betrayed was used. Oh, shit. I was like, this kid's real fucking emo. And I was like, who's fa- <laughs> who's this kid's dad? And I remember. <laughs> this can go to the thesaurus to make fun of me. I was like, my, and also like, fuck, man. Like, I, I was just like, why don't you wait to yell at me until I have COVID? Like, you know, she was acting like I came home already with it and spread it around the house and shit. Mm. And I'm like, don't get mad until like. I'm, you know, it she turns was, out bad. She's prophylactically I, chastising you. Very much so. And, and you know, like a parent. Hmm. In a way that I never did with her as a kid. I was not that parent. I'm like, don't parent me. So I got three tests. I had to get a rapid results test. Well, mm. I had to get tests. I got a rapid results. It was negative. Then I got the brain tickler. Mm. And it goes to a lab, negative. And then a few days later, I got another brain tickler. Went to the lab, fucking negative. Then I was allowed to be with others and commingle yeah it's so fucking <laughs> rude um so you had to take a test just to get on the lock just to get on the lock you know and and i you get pre- in there and you there's just a pencil in the office you're like fuck god damn it <laughs> um but yeah just to get my little shopping bag because you know every tv writer's got their go bag of like mm. all right here's my pictures of my family here's my phone charger here's the mug that i keep all my pens in and just here i go and here mm. i come others are way more highfalutin with like artwork on walls and like i'm not that guy no i realized that i'm it's transitory shocked you even got a mug of pens to be honest right it's a cia mug too is it really yeah i got that but i mean who fucking works with pens anymore well i like to do you go back in time when you're writing (laughs) shit (laughs) i like to get in a time machine i like to go back to 1428 i feel like when i'm working in the future i wish to do so in the past yes (laughs) it's called writing not typing (laughs) All all right fair enough um, all right. Well, fucking there you go, man. He 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 quit Picard <laughs> space. He said the final frontier and he said his final goodbye because they fired him. No, he, his <laughs> fucking contract was over. He's all done. And he got his dream job for a minute. I he did. got to work on some shit. But I happen to know he's working on other shit way more exciting. So your dream job comes oddly enough when you're when you've discovered your when other dreams are coming true and the dreams are fertilizer for other dreams yes you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger darling. and when it rains it pours sometimes <laughs> um, don't read too much into that yeah heavens heaven. <laughs> so congrats. mark bernard is writing storm says comicbookmovie.com <laughs> <laughs> because kevin smith made a rain pun what is uh what is one se- congrats on completion thank you thank well, you very um, much i remember when you got the job and stuff yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's weird. I, I was talking to Trisha Helfer mm. yesterday, um, with whom I do the Battlestar Galacticast, and we the are Cylon herself, six? The Cylon herself, the numero six, and we are one episode away from finishing the show. Are you shitting me? We did the the penultimate episode. Um, what is today? Sunday, Friday, with Ron Moore was our guest, and I was like, I'm feeling oddly bittersweet about it because this will have been the longest professional initiative I've ever completed. Like I've worked lots of places. I worked That's for twelve right. years at EW, yeah, but it's usually like, for a year, or two years. Yeah, or even like I was at EW for thirteen years, but the magazine still goes. Yeah. Like it was going before I got there. Oh, this done. is done when you're done. It's done when I'm done. Like I will have ended a thing and and a thing of substance, and I've never done that before. And so this the, this feeling of huh, it's going to be over, and yeah. we got there. Yeah. We, we fucking pointed to a place in the Raptors and we hit the ball and like the show itself. You were like, let's find the earth. Let's, let's find new earth. <laughs> so that's yeah. fucking dope. Congrats. Thank you. I never feel... occurred to me to end the podcast. Right? <laughs> Such a good idea to have a finite, like, you know, the end here will be finished. Yeah. No. And we are coming up on 300 episodes. Fuck. 
How the hell did that? Oh, happen? us! I thought you meant you guys. I was no. gonna. I was gonna say we're also coming up on Priya. <laughs> That's a great That's number. Right, we are right now. This is episode two hundred ninety-nine. Wow. Next episode, which I believe is on Friday, is the three hundredth episode of Fat Man Beyond. I we should we should throw a party. We've gotta have some fucking guests, right? We gotta pull some guests. I Shouldn't we get so. like? We should start fucking. Hey, man, give us a. Happy 300 episodes from a bunch of <laughs> fucking shout out. people. Yeah. You know, we could, there sounds like there are some superheroes losing their jobs next year. Maybe they'll have time to shout uh, us out. Maybe. I mean, they might be busy. True. With you know, human life. Young Kryptonians. That's true, man. <laughs> and that's a, a very ham-fisted segue into the news, ladies and gentlemen. We got some news for you. Mark's collected some news. I see a thick little pile of news. I do. Thick, luscious pile of news. Oh, yeah. Give us the news, Mark. Give us I, the business. I got a 70s bush full of news, right? <laughs> you ain't gonna, and this ain't, these ain't the days of uh, fucking virgin smoothies or fucking landing strips. It's growing that shit wild. No, it's fucking it looks wicked. like a goddamn bikini. Ewok, just yes. hanging between your wicket legs. between your legs, <laughs> wicket in the thicket, um, nub dub, yub dub, bop and yub dub. <laughs> that's the lyrics. I don't even know what the hell that was, but I'm. I think that was the song. Yub dub, bebop, yub dub, nope dub, w d do, w do, the Ewok song. Yeah, yeah, no, I know where you go. Well, I was alone out there for a second. I was like, did you ever see Return of the Jedi? Oh my god, I got to tell you all about it. It's the third movie in Star Wars saga. So we're in the sand. <laughs> we're on the sand. We're on Arrakis, but not really. Came out third, but really number six. Huh. Very confusing. Didn't see that coming. Um, a lot yes, of bears. A lot of fucking bears. Supergirl is taking her final flight. This, of course, bittersweet, uh, but all good things come to an end. And uh, generally, these Arrowverse shows tend to tap out six, seven, season six or seven, right? Yeah, I mean, Arrow, Arrow made it to eight. Eight? Eight. But uh, uh, it's a miracle that Supergirl made it to six, considering it, it almost died with season one. Indeed. When the, CBS was like, ah, not turns for out, us. yeah. And mercifully, did. the CW rescued it and became a strong contender. I'll be honest with you, working on that show uh, was some of the best times I've had in my life, professionally and personally. I'm so glad that show exists. I loved it before I directed on it, just as a fucking, I was like, God, her relationship with her sister is so beautiful. It made me go like, I really fucked up by not being a girl with a fucking older sister. That would have been cool. Yeah. I missed out. I mean, you have an older sister. Like I know, you, but like, I'm a boy. So you, it would have been nice if I was a girl and I related to her, like Kara uh, related to, to um, Kyler. Well, that's not her character's name, but <laughs> Kyler's name in real life. I think, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you could have, you know, gender is a spectrum. Yeah. You totally could have. That's true. But then again, that is not the reason why we're here. Too. Such a great, such a great show. Um, she's such a great person. And, and like, honestly, the light of the fucking world. And as a number one on a show who works literally every day in every scene because you're the titular character and stuff. And sometimes they hoist you up on wires because you have to fly on a green screen. And when they hoist you up, you're up there for hours. And the fucking outfit you wear is not comfortable uh, the harnesses <laughs> to keep you alive she always has a smile on her face always so wonderful and gracious and stuff so you know in other news in conjunction with this they just announced that they had their kid yeah uh, melissa and christopher wood our 
Prince Adam slash He Man. Indeed, this is a very incestuous story. It's very Apparently. close to home. I mean, but they just had a little boy named Huxley. Oh, Huxley, what adorable. So, um, you know, a lot of people have families and work and stuff, but you know, this timing of this feels real good. She's yeah. going to be able to enjoy the first few years of her kid's life in a way she would not have been able to if this was season two of Supergirl. Right. You know, I mean, because these hours on this show like are a fucking nut biter. Not for, you know, the director. I came and went. But for her, you're talking about 15 to 18 hour days mm -hmm. and five days a week and shit like Plus that. Plus all of the FX stuff. And she's in almost every scene. Yeah. And how are you going to do that and like raise, you know, a fucking kid and yeah, stuff? So it's coming at the right time. It's ending as that part of her life's beginning and stuff. And she's an amazing actress. I saw her on Broadway. She did Beautiful, mm -hmm. Carol King uh, musical. So she could be a Broadway kid. She just be in movies now, other fucking TV shows and stuff. She's wonderful, wonderful fucking actress. So she's going to land on her feet. And I think, I don't, you know, I, I would imagine she probably, you know, got the news like, well, you know, that's a shame, but all good things come to an. I think she's probably philosophical, but I've read her fucking post. She's very philosophical. Right. And, I, and I also think that like the news was not a surprise to her. Yeah. You know, like I think that she's very much in those conversations of like, listen, are we coming to the end of a story? Like, what are you guys thinking in the writer's room? Because here's where I am. I want to go raise this kid. Yeah. And so I don't I don't think it was a a a judgment delivered to her as much no, as No, I don't a, think she was like, What? <laughs> yeah. Like a decision they all kind of came to together. Right. And, was and like, they've had so what next season is the last and it'll be season six season six is going to be 20 episodes and they're yeah, starting later season. to adjust for her maternity leave as well as clearly vancouver is just coming up to speed on on production production you know, sort of in, in in the COVID era they're going to have the same bumps that we're having and so yeah starting with her in january makes some sense because she's going to want that time yeah with oh a God, kid yeah. and um uh, bummer yeah. beautiful show Sometimes on Twitter, there's a lot of people who shit on the CW fucking shows. I, you know, they're like, ooh, it's not Marvel. And I'm like, it's not Marvel, mm. but it's damn good stuff, like on its own. I, I, I love that show so much. And um, I'll be sad to see it go. I hope to God I get to direct one of those 20 episodes. Mm. You know, no, there's a world hand. where you get just 20 women directors and fuck all the dudes for the last season. But if they're letting a dude in there, ugh. Well, to well, go he, back to National City. You know some folks. I do. I can make some phone <laughs> you calls. You can make some phone calls. Uh, yes, there she is right there. Chronic oh. in our movie. Uh, Melissa herself. Yeah. I mean, Wonderful I woman. what that will leave. Because they, they, they don't seem to be generating Berlanti shows at the same rate that they're losing Berlanti Let's shows. Let's be fair. They're just Lois and Clark. Whatever they're calling Lois and Clark. Superman right. and Lois or something. Mm -hmm. That's a new one. Right. Stargirl is new. Stargirl's a new one. Um, but... You know, we're we're gonna we're we lost Arrow. We're losing Supergirl. Um, I don't know how much how much gas Flash has in the tank. I mean, I think Grant will be going for another year or two, if for no other reason than to beat Arrow, because I'm sure there's a little like, hey, how the how long they go? Uh, 110 episodes, 111. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hysterical. <laughs> um, but like Legends, I'm not sure. You know, there there is always a point at which, you know, when a, when a show launches to its finale mm. they cross between terms of um the expenses going up and ratings are going down 
Right. And that is always the point after which it becomes a decision every year to renew it. And so I don't know if if and also the model just doesn't work the way it used to. Like, mm. you know, I I think a lot of Berlanti stuff is now migrating to HBO Max, like as we've seen, you mm. know, the show Titans, mm-hmm. Doom Patrol, those are his, right? Uh, I'm not sure about Doom Patrol, but Titans definitely is. Um, Star Girl, that's mm-hmm. his. Yeah, Star Girl will premiere on HBO Max, and I think, and CW as well. Yeah. But it feels like, and I, you know, I, I think there's some Berlanti stuff, like more mm-hmm. superhero stuff, going to HBO Max. I think that you know, you'll start seeing not like everyone's going there, but like they can get away with cursing. You can yeah. do Harley Quinn and have everybody. You can have the Joker fucking say fuck and nobody bats an eye so you know we've seen a lot of the cw shows it's been almost 10 years of a model that greg berlanti brought with him from dawson's creek Mm -hmm. so we've seen a nearly a decade of dawson's creek with masks and capes and stuff sooner or later that will run out of gas so i think you're right like you know, Stargirl is new. Mm. That puts some fresh gas in the tank. Superman and Lois will be new. Black Lightning probably has another couple of years left in it, if not longer, if they keep want to keep going with it. Batwoman is kind of relaunching. A and new, yeah, they show the, the picture just went yeah, up. Yeah, of Javicia in, Javicia in the in the costume, in the which is kind of rad. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a period of flux, yeah. I think, for the Berlantiverse. And whether it's about expanding or contracting to a good number that they can sustain, whether it's finding a good, again, you know, place in the rafters to point to and say, we're going to end it all there right. with some giant crossover event and that will be the end of the Berlantiverse. I don't know, but it's 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 a it's a thing I'm sure people are thinking about. I'm glad it existed. I got to play. Yeah, It's man. fun and it's still going on. It's not like, oh, and it's all over and shit. Supergirl is done but after next season. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no other cancellations right now. It's mm-hmm. actually, you know, you can make the argument like they're strong as ever. But Mark raises a good point. Like, you know, if Supergirl goes away, next is probably Flash. Mm-hmm. And then, you and know, Legends are, and or Black Lightning. And and are they replacing these with anything? You got Stargirl, you got Superman and Lois, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, the more go away, the more they make room for perhaps new shows. Very, very true. Um, all right. Yeah. So we got another year, though, to love on Supergirl. At the very least. Um, in back to the Marvel part of the universe at the Emmys on Sunday. Um, did you watch the Emmys? I did not. Um, I watched, I think I watched most of it. I hear a lot of my picks won though. Like things that I liked. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Like fucking Watchmen won a bunch. Very happy to see Watchmen win. Um, best writing and and best limited series and, uh, best succession that won a bunch of shit. Were you a Schitt's Creek fan? Jennifer is. I, I I watched the first three episodes with her years mm. ago mm. Um, when they first aired, and you know we were big fans of like uh, all the Christopher Guest stuff, mm-hmm. so we loved them. And it just didn't click with us when we were watching it. I was like, oh, it's all right, but like never continued on. Jennifer recently deep dived and like fucking loves the show mm. religiously and keeps showing me scenes the way I show her scenes from comic book movies and stuff. So she's a huge fan. They won big too. They, uh, they, they did something of a sweep where it was best comedy, best writing for a comedy, best actor, best director. Oh, Canada. 
okay. took all the Emmys. Canada. Um, yeah, and I, I too, like, kind of slept on it for a long time and just started watching it now. And, like, and I, I get it, I guess. Like, Jennifer so- says the first season is, like, good, but she's, like, it really kicks in. Mm. It figures out what it is season two forward or something. Yeah. You know, and I think sitcoms can get that level of endurance because they are iterating pretty quickly. You know, 22 episodes, you're doing 13. Like, yeah, no, by the time you get to the second season, you get it. Mm. Um, it's harder for dramas to get that much rope from an audience. Right. It's like, I'm, I got to give you 13 hours of my time before you get good, as opposed to I got to give you four hours of my time. True. But, oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of digging it. But during the Emmys yes. was the first real trailer for WandaVision. <gasps> I almost gagged. Yes. And I, of course, did not watch it during the Emmys, but I saw it online. Instantly, they put it up online. Um, Holy fucking shit. Yeah. If this don't look like House of M, I I don't know what it is. Like, I would not be shocked if the last fucking, like, image of the season is her going, well, I guess you can't do no more mutants. Well, I think it it becomes... Mutants. Where are their mutants? Yeah, more mutants. I'd like mutants, please. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of plenty of mutants, kids. She, I'm thinking about it. She could bring her brother back. She totally could. In this, in this construct, in whatever weird ass. I like it. I, we don't know anything about it other than that trailer, but it looks fucking funny, creepy, and it does look like, like sh- they're building her up to be the next big bad. Yeah. Definitely of fucking, you know, Doctor Strange, right? There's a, there, there's a little... Easter egg, I suppose. I mean, I think it's full of Easter eggs, but the one that captivated me was there's a bottle of wine pouring into a glass, and the label on the bottle of wine says Maison du Mépris, and Maison in French is house, and so it's House of Mépris, House of M is the is the wine. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers, you're just doing it. They're hiding some shit. They're hiding. Um, well, should we take a look at that trailer? Can we? Are we, we allowed can. to do this? Will we get thrown off the internet if we watch this like we did? With other trailers, should we watch it with the volume fucking down? Just fucking try it. Come and get us. Yeah, kids, if we get thrown off the internet, it's not tech problems. It's because we watched a trailer, which I don't understand how other people do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not allowed to. We're not even watermarking it. We're not even just... We need to do funny voices over it. Like, (laughs) I lost you. Oh, hello. You're going to find out who I am, Vision. Hello, Mr. Maximoff. How are you? I feel this show is visionary. (laughs) Then I would understand taking us down off the internet. Like, these fuckers are terrible. (laughs) Oh, Miss Rambo, would you like some of my friends you are? (laughs) I'd watch that trailer. (laughs) Where we basically just do the fucking Adrian Veidt voice. (laughs) Mrs. Crookshanks, take Did a any cast? Yeah, who? Uh, Regina King won. Regina King won. Yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen. He also won he for also what? Won. Best supporting. Yeah, he was so great. He's so awesome. Um, that's so dope, man. I fucking God, I love that. Still, every once in a while, I'll roll like the last two episodes mm. on, uh, like in my office as I'm smoking. They're so fucking good. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it since it first aired, and I think I'm kind of due. It's almost a year. It's, it's magical, dude. Yeah. Is that, no, not a year. Well, it was last December. Is that when they started? Yeah. You're right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You're right. Remember when the world was fine and we yeah, could just chill out together? What a lifetime ago that was. I was on tour when it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it like, oh, sorry. It was last September, and it ended uh, just before Christmas. What, uh, what were we? Oh, we were about to watch something. But you, this seems to be an issue. Sure. Anyone? We're going to watch WandaVision. If we get tossed off. You know why. Blame Disney. Mm-hmm. 
But it was Warner Brothers that tossed us off, right? They were, because of Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Um, what's the song? It's like, is it Twilight Time or some such shit? One of the old timey songs? Yeah, I don't, rem- I don't recall. Uh, but- what sitcoms are being referenced? Like Donna Reed show and like and Bewitched, my three dead. There it is. There There's it is. Wine bottle. Um, Deborah Joe neighbor, You know, Bewitched style, like Mrs. Kravitz. Mm-hmm. This is total Bewitched scene right there. Um, I mean, I like that. And then reality starts trying to creep in and stuff. Oh man, I would take how long is this? I would take ten fucking episodes of her going crazy. <laughs> she's a good actress man and uh he's a wonderful actor and them together yeah and like her in the classic scott and this Witch is Island. like uh catherine hahn yeah and catherine hahn is playing i saw it was speculated i forget which name of the character is but she's a witch in marvel mm. who's been around forever she's ancient as fuck white haired and stuff but she's straight out the comics as well um everyone was ecstatic about vision wearing you know and her wearing mm. halloween variations of their costumes monica rambeau yeah brief shot of how does she figure into this she wasn't I mean, they weren't even in uh yeah captain no yeah it's uh it's i think it feels as it's if, a mystery it's a mystery but it's also starting to scoop up lots of these part this ephemera from the marvel universe like cat dennings is in it playing Darcy was her is she from Thor? from Thor from Thor to yeah Dark World I like this it's getting I mean look I was on board anyway I would literally just watch it if it was a two-hander mm. of those fuckers in a place and she's slowly melting down like David Lynch style yeah. that that looks fantastic and it's coming this year it is coming this year I think it's it's sort of slotting before or after the election I think after the election so something to look forward to <laughs> I think we get we get Mandalorian before the election and we get one division after the election. Oh. Ooh. All right. All right. That'll help. That'll help. More like that. More like that. Yeah, Make me feel good. That's give me good. A little something, a little something, something, there's something. a future there to look forward to. Yes. And I mean, there's more of a future on the Disney Plus because now fucking Nick Fury is getting into his own TV show. What? Yes, Sam um, Jackson. Uh, no brainer though, by the way. I mean. And is it set in the present or is it all across his career so they can have young nick fury as well it is unclear young, expensive nick fury young expensive nick fury. <laughs> i mean any way you cut it it's expensive nick fury because you've yeah, got sam true. jackson in a tv show um but it, it's there's no information whatsoever on when it's taking place except for the fact that last we saw nick fury he was on a scroll ship in space yeah in space and if you wanted to be setting up something like secret invasion um where the scrolls are coming to earth to take over everything this would not be the worst way to start setting it up. I like it. You know, but I also do want to see like Nick Fury, not just in deep space with scrolls. Was he in Endgame? Um, at the funeral. That's it. That's it. So technically, that happened. When does Captain Marvel happen? Before that or after that? Or the PS scene in Captain Marvel when they showed him? No. When did they show him in space? It wasn't Captain Marvel. Um, I think it's Infinity War. Fuck, JC, tell, ask chat room when, what the post scene, the post credit scene with Nick Fury in space, which movie was that? No, it must be. No, it's not. It's not Captain Marvel because he's back at his desk. Yeah, yeah. And the PS on that one is. Oh, no. Is it Guardians 2? Oh, uh, Spider-Man. Far from home. Far from home. 
That's because it. that because it was we thought it was Nick the whole movie, and then it turned out to be the scroll. Right. And then their post scene was Nick in space. Wait, you're like, what? Space. Right. What a weird. That are we sure? That's that sounds be. right. Yeah. And then, so that was after they put up that J. Jonah Jameson scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is having because there was proper no post end. scene in Infinity War. Everybody just died. Right. And that was it. And well, there no, was, there was. There was a Captain Marvel plug in Infinity War. Right. It's right. when everybody disappears and you see the glowing beeper. So in continuity, the last place we saw Nick Fury was the funeral. Yes. Which presumably could come back from space to do that. Right. Look, <laughs> set it anywhere you want. I'm on board for more Marvel TV because that WandaVision show looks fantastic. Yeah. Are we going to talk Hellstrom or no? Uh, I didn't watch the trailer. But I did. Looks great. But it's it? a sad reminder that like that era is over. Yeah. Like because I mean, that's from old Marvel TV. That's, Jeff. That's uh, all Jeff Loeb and Jeff Loeb's and... version. And so like even if this show is like fucking brilliant and it looks fantastic, the trailer looks really mm. good. One and done. You're gonna watch the season and they're finished and that's that. Right. I mean, unless th there is absolutely the world in which Kevin Feige could really like it. And, you know, it's on Hulu, which is part of the Disney family. It's not on Netflix, so there's no internal That's conflict true. with it. Look at me. I'm all like, it'll never oh, happen. It's John. And he's like, well, what if Kevin Buggy like, then it will happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for, for the, the TV universe of Marvel to expand. If Hellstrom can figure into it, great. Whenever we get to see whatever they shot from Captain Marvel, I mean, Captain America, there's With a the shot of uh, Sebastian Stan? Stan wearing a new leather mm. outfit that seems to be his new outfit in yeah. in the show. So they're 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 shooting. There was he was surrounded by FBI people today, and some pictures of gun on the internet. Yeah, and it is yesterday. clear that they are they are John Hammonding this, and they are sparing no expense. Yeah, like whatever that. Oh, these are movies. There's oh, these yeah. are not. They don't have TV show budgets. They're making mini features. Yeah, I mean six or episodes, one big ass fucking feature. Eight episodes, two hundred million dollar budget, just broken into chunks. Like so there's that's Snyder cut money. <laughs> yeah, because the that's Snyder segue. cut. We can absolutely segue into Snyder cut money because apparently, reportedly. The budget on the Snyder Cut. Now, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin in what you know yes. and take us back to what we knew. When yeah. they first made this announcement, they said no more than $20 million would be spent. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, $20, 30000000 million to like finish some effects. Which I was some, like, you know what? Like, like, why not roll the dice? Expensive, but Absolutely. yeah. Um, to do some select reshoots. Um, How much is it now? Uh, reportedly. Grand total is? Grand, well, it's not even potentially the grand total. But according to the rap, the the Justice League Zack Snyder cut version, the budget will be about seventy million dollars, which is more it's a whole ass new movie. The second season of Game of Thrones cost seventy million dollars, and they made eight episodes of those. Whoa! And so this isn't reshoots. This is apparently there never really was a Snyder cut. There was some footage shot. There was a lot of a lot of footage, but you could. There's a lot of like animatics stuck in to finish telling the story. Um, and it was, I, it, it, there, it was not like, here's a DVD copy of the Snyder Cut, but there was a watchable version of that movie that he had. But a lot of it is, ex, from right. what I heard, ex, ex, uh, expo expository cards to describe what was missing. 
Right. Which so, apparently is $70 million worth of right. I mean, footage. So yeah, there, there, there was probably a DVD you could watch. Um, or, uh, no, no. I think there was, you had to watch it at his place. Right. Like, but, and he probably was part of the movie, mm. not on screen, but I'm sure there was, yeah, exactly. Like pausing it to be like, okay, and now we would do all this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And now this. But yes, was there ever a like beginning to end Snyder cut that you could pass along on a bootleg? I don't think so. I yeah. think there was lots of watchable footage and big chunks of text or animatics and also held together with some nar- narration, not in the actual movie, but in the room. Mm. Whoever you're showing it to would be like, okay, then this ends. Because the way I remember the story is they didn't get to shoot everything that he wanted to shoot. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, it, it's it's it is kind of clear that what existed for executives to say, no, no, okay, let's invest in this, was a a presentation more than it was a movie. Yes, um, and so maybe it was the use of the term reshoots because seventy million dollars worth of reshoots is you're shooting a movie. Yeah, you're not reshooting very much of anything. How much were the reshoots, the real reshoots on Justice League, the Joss Whedon ones? Yeah, I think those were something like $50, $60 million. I think roughly around the same price, which yeah. I would not be surprised thematically. You know, this, this, uh, you know, this, this cut is a purging. Mm. Um, and he's, Zach's going to make the movie he wanted to make and not using the damn frame of the other stuff and whatnot. So... You know, if you knew that they gave that guy fifty million to remake your movie, mm-hmm. there's a school of thought where you're like, "Well, I'll take seventy to fucking put it back." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, which I would respect on a certain level. Like yes. good for him. I mean, it's all that it makes me happy for him because what a bad year that guy had when Justice League happened. Yes, but like fucking historically over the top bad, not just professionally but also personally, and he's getting his dream come true he gets to do it this thing was willed into existence by fucking fans like you know probably more than him probably all the chatter the fucking billboards the skywriting and shit whatever finally connected and he he used that as fuel and stuff so it's very rare i I can't think of another example of this story no no neither can i for any number of reasons no um but it, it's it is it is a landmark moment in cinema history. Um, it has almost little to do with cinema. It has everything to do with HBO Max. Every everything due to HBO Max. And whether and it's or not, a TV show, it stopped being a movie because he's making it a four part TV show. Yeah, I mean it's and or it, not TV show, four part streaming event. Indeed, you know, and I guess if it's seventy million dollars is the new budget for this, they would need, according to uh, to the rap to get around 4.66 million new subscribers just off of having the Justice League Snyder Cut. That seems like a doable number, right? What are they up to right now? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there's somewhere around the 12, 15 million subscribers. It's just, it's relatively new, so they're still building it up. But I, uh, that's, that is a little... How do you know who signs up for what or why? Like, what if they got 4 million in subscriptions, but they... They were like, uh, oh, you must like the Justice League. And they're like, the Justice what now? (laughs) Like, it could just be like hype. Like, I heard about fucking, you know, Raised by Wolves. Or I want to see Lovecraft Country, which, by the way, continues to dazzle. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be hard to understand or to even granulate 
where these new subscribers are coming from beyond some kind of survey, but you're not going to survey all 4.6 million new subscribers. So I don't know. It, uh, but there's a number now. There's a number for you can you can try and hit getting you know four and a half million people, and then that justifies all of this. It does, and Um, even if it don't, it's like loss leader marketing costs. Essentially, a lot of people are going to become aware of HBO Max because of the Snyder Cut. True, and again, the seven million dollars is also not including whatever promotional marketing they're going to do to remind you in a year that that the Snyder Cut is coming out. Um, That's true. The marketing costs will be. So, yeah, like, listen, it's it's a thing that's going to happen. It's a thing that happened because fans wanted to see this legendary and apparently fictional Snyder Cut now be willed into existence. And so now it is. And so we're going to see it. We're going to fictional it. no more. Now it's real as raincoats. <laughs> Indeed. Um, elsewhere in the DC extended universe, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Peacemaker TV show. I saw this this week. Um, smart play. I think so. Very. Especially, like, you know, getting the word out early. They're like, boy, this Suicide Squad movie's so fucking good. We're already greenlight a show about it. Prequel, Peacemaker TV show. Every episode written by James Gunn. And he's charming as fuck. Your lead, Mm -hmm. John Cena. Yeah. I think Uh, that's that's a big reason why it's happening. Big driver, yeah. Because A, John Cena's incredibly popular. But B, he's apparently very good. And DC and Warner Brothers execs were like, oh, shit, we could do a show on that guy. Let's do a show on that guy. And James already wrote them all. James. If, lockdown if, or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, hey, I got nothing else to do. I know. I'm in post and maybe post is done on. on, on I Sweet wish I had Squad. that kind of power where you're making a big movie and then you're like, I want to do a TV show with a big movie. They're like, OK. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of OK James power that he's got. Yeah. Whatever you Kinda need. like that OK JJ power. OK JJ. Yeah. What do you need, pal? Oh, sure, uh, I'm glad this thing fucking exists, man. First Charlton character to get his own fucking TV show, no? Um, Ain't been no Blue Beetle show? Uh-huh. Ain't never been no yeah, the question que- show? The question continues to, to confound. Elude us. Indeed. Yeah, this is the first time a Charlton character, no Captain Adam show, first time a Charlton mm-hmm. character has received a show. Yeah. Whoever created this character is like, fucking A, man. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and it, and it also is a bit of a, of a, of a continuation of HBO Max's desire to spin off the movies into TV. And yeah. so you're going to get a, a, the Gotham City sort of Gotham PD show spinning out of the Batman. You're going to get a Peacemaker show spinning out of Suicide Squad. Like it's smart. I like their plans. I want to watch their shows. It's very, very smart. Um, let's see what else we got elsewhere. There's a lot of DCEU news. Okay. Um, Black Adam. The Rock has announced that they've cast their Hawkman. The Rock made an announcement today, a huge announcement. Yes, The Rock. The Rock's announcing some shit. The Rock. The Rock did well, a seven-minute announcement about like I'm back in Biden Harris. Yeah, he will happily put and on. He never did that before. He's never. He's never endorsed anybody. Yeah. Um. So he will happily put on the tightest sweater known to man. I saw that. I mean, I saw dang. that. I was looking at that going, is that how he normally dresses? <laughs> I mean, why, hey, how about a hoodie or something? Like, just something a little looser, a hockey jersey? I mean, it looks... This as, thing was clinging. It's clinging on to him. It's just like, dude, come on. You can see every ripple and shit. Everything. Every vein. It really, we didn't like it because it made us feel self-conscious. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if I also had a Ferrari, I would want to polish it and show it off to everybody also. Yeah. But like, dude... I wear layers because I have undulating flesh. He is tighter than a drum, so naturally he's... Yeah, save some for everybody. Like, and also, why do you need to wear a sweater? It's Los Angeles in still summer. Styling. 
He's got he's got a wife, and she was like, "Put a sweater on." He's like, "I will." <laughs> Eventually, that's why all of us wear a sweater. <laughs> Are you cold, yeah. The Rock? Because we're told somebody told us to wear a sweater. But yes, he 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 both announced that Aldous Hodge would be playing Carter Hall, the Hawkman. Um, and Aldous is great. Aldous has been great for a long time. He was in Invisible Man. Yeah, he was in um, uh, Hidden Figures. I first found him in Leverage, which was a fantastic show from the, the I don't know, 10, TNT 15 years people? ago. The TNT, Characters Wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Their marketing work. Somewhere, a TNT marketer who came up with that slogan is like, do it. We got it, you guys. Um, he was MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. Like he's, been, he's been banging around for a while. And for him to, to hop in and play... The 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 Thanagarian Hawkman. The first well, have how many times have we seen Hawkman in TV or anything? Um did they ever do him on Yeah, they did him on Legends, I think. Um That's right, that Hawk Girl. That Hawk Girl and, and Hawkman. Hawk yeah, he showed up for a bit. Um I think first Hawk, cinematic Hawkman though. Well, no, I think you had Hawkman in uh, in Smallville. No, you cinematic. Went, oh, cinematic. Big screen. Yes. Big screen. Not Hawkman's just, big screen debut. Yes. Um, and what he's uh, what's their relationship in the comics? They fight. Um, they fight. I, they, they fight. fight. They fight. They fight. Uh, I I am not sure. I am not a deep Hawkman uh, person, uh, nor am I a deep Black Adam person. I know a couple of blind spots for me. There. A couple of blind spots for me. But fuck it. I I like I like the Rock. I'm I into like it. Hodge. Can, and and also like fucking it's it's Thanagar. Like you get to pull in that entire. Mm-hmm. mythology and shit like that i'm I'm all for it yeah so that's super cool and he's a great actor so fucking i very much so you know and and of course the rock when announcing shit is never overly shy about it so like on his instagram post it's like so here's the transcript of my call with alice hodge telling him that he got the role he's like hey alice it's dj because apparently he doesn't call himself Dwayne; he calls himself dj is that i saw somebody say something about dj and i'm like what does that mean but i guess that <laughs> Dwayne johnson yeah and because uh, he likes to deliver this kind of news personally. Is he a producer on the movie? Yeah. He's, his seven bucks he's, entertainment. Is... He's treating this one fucking seriously. He, he wants to play Black Adam in such a big, bad way. And has wanted to for like for a, a long decade. time. Yeah. And so I, I feel like he's wholeheartedly just wrapping his arms around it. That's awesome that he welcomes dudes to the cast. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. Um, like what else we rock, got? Man. <laughs> Good people. Yeah. Uh, the Boys, which, uh, you know, you've Wonderful seen show. So good, it's getting a spinoff. It is getting a spinoff set in a superhero college, which I'm in. Sounds perfect. Fucking right away, I was like, "What? Why isn't? Can I watch it now?" <laughs> Such a great idea. Kripke's yes. crushing it with that fucking show. Set in America, so damn watchable. I know some people are pissy that they're only doing an episode a week, but I, I, it's fucking, it's great. I will take it in any so way. So fucking I can get fun, it. and and always a visual somewhere in the show where you're like. I never saw that coming. Yeah, I'm one episode shy. Wait till you see this week's episode. This week's like what the fuck moment is. Uh, how do I involves a? Let me see. <laughs> how can I? What can I? It's thick with two C's. Ooh, it's uh, a, it's, it's a dick. It- <laughs> <laughs> spoiler spoiler it's, it's a dick yeah you gotta see it it's kind of like as i was watching i was like man did they do that in the comic <laughs> it sometimes feels like they're just like look we got license to go crazy let's do whatever the fuck we want yeah like it, the, if it's not cool what's the point yeah 
it's they're it's cool. Everything they do in that show, I'm like, right on. And really great acting across oh, yeah. the boards. Great cast. I mean, Anthony Starr I'm, is still so he's good. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, spellbindingly good. But even um, you know, the less showy roles like fucking Dennis Quaid's kid, Meg yeah, Ryan's Jack kid. Quaid. So fucking good. Like absolutely lovable, man. You can plug that guy into some other shit too. Yeah. Um Lala Use Lanza. that guy. He's, he's he's great in the show, but like they should they should put him in other things. Yeah. There was a there was a quote, a tweet that I quoted um from JM DeMatteis, mm. who was like, Go with me for a minute, but you know who should play fucking Craven the Hunter? Carl Urban. And he just puts up a picture of of him as uh, as butcher. He's like that's fucking crazy. That's true. I was like, oh. I mean, we all got, uh, what's his name on the brain? Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, right? Yeah. But that could be a fucking, yeah. That would work because he's work. fucking imposing. I mean, he's also a great actor. He's like, remember how fucking good he was in the Thor movie where you're like, <laughs> holy shit. And he was a great judge. These are my right? guns, Dez and Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I got them in Texas. Um, and, and they're doing a heartbreaking little storyline with him this mm. season, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's all tragic. Him but, Craven be good. But I uh, I am down for this college spinoff. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Hell yes. Um, Black Widow is moving. Um, as is everything good from 2020. Yeah, the uh, Tenet experiment uh, or experiment, as some people say, uh, did not go as well as they'd hoped. That was that was like yeah, it'll save us. Yeah. And it's it made did. something like 280, 290 million. Here it's only made 41 million, which is, you know. Yeah, not what they needed. Not what they were hoping they for. They were hoping for all. that on the first Friday, yeah. as opposed to the entirety. So, of- based on that, they're like, we ain't fucking. Other studios are like, ah, we'll take a pass. We'll see you in 2021. Yeah. So, Black Widow finally did what we all ex- expected they would do and moved. Pretty Still much- not fucking bending the knee though they're still not like eh we'll put it on Disney Plus yeah because I think the Milan experiment similarly was not as overwhelming is that right I mean it, it did well like it made some 265 million dollars in literally just the Disney premium downloads which is not bad for Pretty two good, weeks yeah. of release but you know that is not a number that will continue to rise I don't think they think as opposed to the movie goes had its moment Right, like, and if you can watch it over and over again, there's no like, let's pony up another thirty bucks and watch it again. True. Whereas if you had a kid who loved that movie, you were going to see that thing four or five times. True. This. So I think they've they've discovered where, and maybe Milan was just supposed to be the the bellwether, the, the canary in the canary in the coal mine, to say, hey, if we release a two hundred million dollar movie on Disney Plus, how much money will we get back for it? And I guess they learned, and it's not enough. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's good, but like we can make a lot more at the box office. Right. I mean, it's, they make billions of dollars with these flicks. So. Yeah, you know. So, and and I'm, I think that you can still piracy will be an issue, but sure, they could still release in theaters overseas. Oh yeah. But if it's already out in then the world, we got it. then we got it. So I think they feel that Black Widow, anything like live action theatrical that is not based on a kid's property. It will be hard to earn back that money. Uh, it's pushing back the Eternals and Shang, Shang-Chi. Yeah, everything just sort of slides back. So now, like, Black Widow shifts from November to May 7th, 2021. And then that shifts Marvel's Eternals from February 12th, 2021 to November. And Shang-Chi Damn shifts you, from May COVID! to July. It's, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And 
2020 corona, man keeping me from my marvel movies 2020 will be the first year since 2009 without a marvel movie in it there's everyone's looking for the bottom of 2020 there it is <laughs> no marvel movies no marvel movies even marvel movies got chased out of 2020 it's such a bleak fucking year yeah man it is not not nearly as rosy Ugh. as one might have hoped 2021 2021 get us to 2021 we'll be safe in 2021 oh yeah gonna have fun in 2021 but i mean november is still you know like you get a bond movie at the end of november you get in december we're gonna get fucking coming to america 2 yeah all right i'm back dune and wonder woman are all in like the last two and they haven't moved that yet they haven't moved it since the last time they moved it because i think they're still hoping they're still hoping they might but the, now that black widows moved they might be like eh. i don't know what maybe coming to america i can't wait man no um all right what else we got uh the last news story we have um which you know it's always the like let's bring it down for a little bit oh here it is kids um, we're about to go to the the quiet storm moment of the, the show quiet something storm. sad's about to happen the quiet storm uh, is not the sexy moment <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Nothing sexy is about to happen, kids. Soft and warm, the quiet storm. All right, the rock. <laughs> Soft and warm, the quiet storm. You don't remember that? that I was, do remember that. That was the WBLS. Soft and warm, the quiet Soft storm. Warm, the quiet storm. The greatest sexy sounds of R&B. Um, all right, so rather than the quiet storm, <laughs> this is the cool down corner? This could be that's like an angry kid who like <laughs> popped up on Ovaltine and cheese it. And this like, is the get in the angry. I know what it is. Ah. This is the long distance dedication. <laughs> Remember on American yeah. Top Forty, you bring it, it down. He'd be like, "So Casey, would you please play? Ain't nothing gonna break my stride <laughs> to remind me of my grandmother who died in traffic." <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Here, Jessica. Here's your long distance dedication. <laughs> um, all right. So what happened? Our long distance dedication is to Rob Cobb, the cartoonist and Back to the Future DeLorean production designer, has died at the age of 83. Now, this is the gentleman that designed the flying uh, DeLorean. Yes. He did not actually design the time traveling DeLorean. Right. He didn't design the DeLorean. Yeah. That was a guy named John DeLorean. <laughs> yes. Who was like, I got an idea for a car and I'm going to spend my fortune making it and nobody will buy it. Um, he did the and other things. He's a fascinating life. There's a great documentary about. <laughs> there is indeed, um, but he did. He he put the Cuisinart in the back and the flux capacitor and all of that shit. Like he he created the look of the Marty look of McFly's, the flies or Doc Brown's rather. Indeed, um, he also contributed. It's a mistake. That'd be a good game show question. Hmm. Like, what was Marty McFly's car in Back to the Future? And then you would, of course, say the DeLorean. Yes. But they'd be like, eh, that was not Marty McFly's car. No. That was Doc Brown's car. Marty McFly's car at the end of Back to the Future is that fucking truck thing. He yeah, gets. like Bronco, that he was super excited. If that was a Final Jeopardy question, everyone loses. <laughs> no way anyone fucking thinks that deep. Totally. Like, Marty McFly never took possession. The title transfer was never made mental preparedness mark i'm ready <laughs> you're ready for you Final can't Jeopardy. fucking you can't get me on no devil's deal of a back to the future question i'm i know it was not his car this that's this, my hot my third hot take of the night the fly the fucking time traveling delorean <laughs> did not belong to marty mcfly belonged to doc brown 
if this was the movie, this right now would be your version of Rosie Perez getting foods that begin with Q. <laughs> <laughs> Final Jeopardy. In, in fucking white man can't jump. Can't jump. <laughs> What's a quince, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene. That's so awesome. So yes, you get to be like the Back to the Future trivia. And then somebody would be Fuck. like, well, technically, I believe Doc Brown gave Marty the time machine he gave him the delorean right because he had to go find it in the cave use this to find me and shit yeah but that's not till three but but he did give it to oh good point so i fucking win on yes. they try to get me on a technicality mm. but as i'm the alex shebrek as i said back to the future nobody said part one, two or three you gotta specify alex yeah judges and they're like fuck him i'm like just what they said fuck you i would like i would like this scene also for the you ever see that that um who wants to be a millionaire bit where like the first guy to win a million dollars is like i'd like to use my phone a friend and he's at the million million dollar question and he picks up the phone he's like hi yeah dad uh yeah you know you're my phone a friend i don't need your help i just wanted to call you right now to tell you that i was going to win a million dollars and like hangs up the phone and says sees the final answer and he wins a million dollars and it's like the most dick slash baller move ever that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like phone a friend. Not I dad. Like that. I don't need your help. I know yeah. the answer. I just want to call and tell you that I just won a million dollars. That's good TV. <laughs> that's not bad. You remembered right? it. That's good. That's I remembered good TV. it. Um, but yes. But a rough. great story, though, if he fucking lost. <laughs> oh, sorry. my God, dad. I, <laughs> I, I should have asked you a question. Good for him, man. <laughs> um, but he also contributed to E.T., Raised the Lost Ark. What did he do for E.T.? Um, <laughs> so sound political. Yeah. What do you do for ET? Tell what me do what he do for you? Did for ET. This cob guy. I don't know what he did for ET. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't have specifics. He did un untold things for ET. Yes, he did help construct the iconic Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, <gasps> what, what a shock! Did he? Uh, where I mean, the place we're in right now. Well, I know. Oh, is a little something to cob. This is a uh, some corn on the cob right here. Indeed, off he, the cob. He created one of its alien patrons, Moma Nadon. Hammerhead. Hammerhead. One of my favorite action figures of all time. One oh, shot sure. in the movie. So memorable. Yep. Um, he also helped. Uh, he was a concept artist on Alien. He Ooh. was uh, production design credits. Also included Conan the Barbarian <gasps> and Raiders. That is strength, boy. That is power. Um, he also uh, his most recent projects included Southland Tales, Firefly, and The Sixth Day. I was on Southland Tales. I know. I figured you would be interested. Um, wow! Look at that, man. We crossed paths professionally. I saw a lot of his work and appreciated a lot of his work. I had no idea we could cross paths professionally. He probably designed the room I was sitting in ah. with, with just to bring it all for full circle, DJ. DJ himself. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I acted with him. There's a fucking trivia question. There's your fucking final Jeopardy. Um, did you? People are like, this, what? What is the final Jeopardy? Yeah, I don't understand. Some question like, did yeah. who was Kevin in? Smith's cameo roles? Yes, in a movie. Yeah, Kevin Smith cameos. <laughs> Obscure cameos. I'll take a. Uh, Obscure cameos for 2000, Alex. <laughs> he fell asleep during the shooting of the scene with Dwayne The Rock Johnson in Southland Tales. Who is Curtis Armstrong? No, I'm sorry, not Booger. He was awake the whole scene. Yeah, who is Matthew Modine? We're looking for Kevin Smith. Uh, who? <laughs> so close. I love King of Queens. Um, wow, this dude passed. And that dude passed. Um, it's a bummer. I, I did kind great of, work, and we all enjoyed it. Indeed, I kind of wanted to bring it around to a Vin Diesel dropping a music single. Yeah, but uh, and he, I was, sang a, he sang a song, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, of the celebrities cutting singles, it is, I think, my least favorite. I who mean, else is doing it? I mean, I don't know who presently is doing it. My favorite is still Eddie Murphy, Party Over Time. Which the internet just discovered. The young internet just discovered like, this. Did you know Eddie Murphy? Did single? I know? I bought the fucking album. Hell of course yeah. I knew. Because my girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the I time. I don't understand it. Why you want to hurt me? After all of the things. Well done. I've oh done my God. And I didn't even hear it with you speaking it. Because <laughs> I'm so used to. Girl, I don't understand it. Why you want to hurt me? He could get a high fucking voice going. Oh, right? yeah. And then like Rick James. Uh, the music video is maybe one yes. of my favorite things. Rick James. Like, yeah. Like, and, and there's this bit where like, my girl wants to. Bite. And he's like, yes, bring it. That was Murphy Jr. He's producing. That's, <laughs> That's how you how produce. You, produce. <laughs> you do a lot of hand work. You do a lot of like. It's a hand fucking, job. Like, uh, Whole thing's a hand job. <laughs> um, wow, man. Uh, that's all the news we got. That is all the news we got. That's all the news we got. So JC, we're ready. If, if our guest is ready to, uh, speak to our guest to join the fun, to join, I think he's ready too. JC bear with us folks. JC running this whole funky operation by himself. (laughs) Yeah. We could talk up our guests. You let us know when you're ready. Um, Yeah. I'm here. What? Oh, I hear somebody. Is that you? What's up? There he is, ladies and hey. gentlemen. Give it up for the great Ryan Leibowitz, man. Well, you know him. You love him. He's he is the gold in golden apple, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how are I you, re- sir? I really appreciate that intro. Hi, Mark. Hey, man. Hi, Kevin. What's up, guys? How are you? Look, Can you hear me? Uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dad right now and say a dad thing. You you look like your dad. You're starting uh, to look like pops. Obviously, you're going to take that as the biggest compliment. It's a huge compliment. Me. For those who don't uh, know, uh, Ryan's dad created, and mom, created Golden Apple. How many years ago? Uh, 41-ish at this point. We celebrated our 40th last year when I came on your show. Yeah, it was the 40th. So 41 years ago, man. They, 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 they're, that was at a time when like nobody was opening comic book stores. And for, for most of my life, they were the world's most famous comic book store. Whenever they did a story about anything remotely comic related, which in 1989 was all about, of course, Batman. Yes. They would go to Golden Apple to shoot remotes and talk to <laughs> Ryan's dad and stuff. Um, so you yeah. guys have been around for a red hot minute and, and uh, you moved from one location. Right now, you're still next to Gallery 1988, correct? Actually, they moved down a little bit down the street. They were directly next door. That's then they right. were across the street, and now they're a little bit farther down. I saw you talking to Jensen yesterday. I did. I did a lot walk through with. Uh, oh. They did a mall rat show, and so Amazing we did it on Instagram. Twenty fifth anniversary mall rats art show. I saw all the pieces. I'm sure you bought a few of them because that's. I really I cool. did already put in an order for some, and I'm actually going to go walk through the room and be like, I'll take that. I'll take that. And do some <laughs> shopping on the wall. So basically, you're you're showing a lot of love to the Melrose Avenue merchants this week, and I really, really, really appreciate. Oh that. Oh my God! And how is uh, how is mer- uh, being a merchant on Melrose these days? I mean, that's that's actually one of the main reasons I I reached out to Mark and you and JC to come on the show is kind of talk about the state of the industry, the comic book. That's true. This is a show that's all about you know comic book ephemera and comic book movies and. 
yeah. TV shows, but we rarely talk about comic books themselves, man. So this is a golden opportunity to talk about the bedrock of all the shit that we love, the actual brick-and-mortar uh, organizations, uh, corporations, little businesses that sell the pamphlets that we call comic books. How is yeah, I mean, it going out there? That's the thing is like comic book stores in your local, you know, town are all run by mom and pop. You know, it's all person, personal people like myself and, and families. These aren't big corporations. These aren't, even if there's multiple stores in a certain city, there's still a dude like me, a woman, you know, running these behind the scenes. And it's, it's been tough, Gavin. Like COVID was fucking ridiculous ridiculous we were closed for three months at golden apple and that's in la proper you know where you know gavin newsom just said shut it down and we closed the doors put uh, posters up on the windows so nobody would come in and loot the place and i was in there almost every day working my ass off uh and were you guys was were you guys doing three. like uh fulfilling orders like do you have subscription services but can people still pick up their books in the early days yeah so um you know they cut off like curbside pickup early they were like no 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 contacting and contactless everything like we couldn't even do curbside i mean i even got a call from like the dea like saying i heard you're doing curbside you can't do that anymore and we said okay we'll shut it down so like it was we couldn't open the doors. We couldn't do curbside, but we had subscription customers because, as you know, in the comic book industry, people subscribe to, to Spider-Man and Batman the same way you subscribe to People magazine or Time magazine at your home. We keep a box for them in the store, right? That's like classic comic book, you know, retailing 101. So we still had to fulfill that. So we brought it all to my house. My wife, my mother, Sharon, as you know, um, literally called all of our customers from our house, shipped them from our house, fulfilled them from our house, did everything we could. But the problem was there weren't any new comics being published. Yeah, that was that was the other the other big part of the problem was there was yeah. no merchandise to vend because right. Diamond shut everyone down. Diamond shut down, everyone stopped making stuff. And in the comic yeah, the is you're ordering three months out and stuff. So once those books were done, there was no new books coming behind them. Not only the distributor shut down, which at that time was there was only one who was Diamond, as we just mentioned, and then the shipping companies shut down because of COVID, and the publishers shut down because of COVID, and it was just we we were just sitting there. But you know what we ended up doing in a lot of stores and a lot of a lot of other places is not just about Golden Apple, is we started pre-selling books that will come out. We started doing variant covers that were of you know big you know title books that are going to come out several months from now that have been delayed and that was just a big key to to our online success so in store flat just flat line completely but right. online basically blew up mm -hmm. um you know because everybody couldn't go to their local store so they started looking online to see where they could buy things and we had a really nice website and and we were really you know um, big on social media and we just pumped new product and we got a lot of orders that backed up for months and months and months and, and were you finally, still fulfilling all those orders out of the house oh my god yes uh saturday i packed 100 orders myself with my wife at the house like it's crazy like we have a lot of orders to fill we're a little behind we've hired more people we actually are 
going to be renting a new facility over in LA, like a 5,000 square foot warehouse that we're going to be doing stuff because our online just jumped up. It's so blown much. up at this point. It's so crazy. It, yeah. So it's not all doom and gloom. Like, yes, the store was closed for three months. Yes, COVID impacted us so much. And, and the rules and regulations, like we still keep limited hours. Most shops do. 12 to 5 Monday through Saturday, you know, where we're normally 11 to 7 or 10 to 9. Like we keep very limited hours. We have sneeze guards on the entire cash wrap and in the back counter. Like you can't even interact with us. Masks are required. We have our own masks with our own logos on them. Like right. it's it's a crazy retail world right now. It's like it's insane. But online is has been great. I mean, if anybody's listening right now that's a collector, you know, an artist like Peach Momoko will resonate to them. Like to you guys, you're like, what the fuck did you just say? Peach what? What the fuck are you talking literally about? Literally what I was just thinking. I was, who is this but like, Peach? <laughs> I like this, peaches. this Japanese amazing female artist has just taken the world by storm. And we had a, we were lucky enough to work with her during the COVID shutdown and had several exclusive variant covers from her. As you remember the variant cover market back in the back in the nineties and stuff like that. That's real now. Like that the collector market is so strong right now. There are books that come out this week that are selling for $20 on eBay. That it's just insane what's happening. And right that's now. because stores are closed because like, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with stores. There's limited access to physically walking into a store and getting the books. So everybody's kind of gone to online. I think the Generally speaking, the order numbers are down. The print runs are down for second, third, fourth printings of books and also limited edition variants like like we do so much. So it's just been insane. But plus, if you're keeping up on the news, which I'm sure you have, I know Harley worked for DC, all the crazy layoffs at DC Comics, yeah, uh, IDW, like it's just insane. And then DC started to distribute their own books, right? They, yeah, they what is diamond? It? So they're out of diamond now, hundred percent. They are. And yes, who, and for now. They, when you say they distribute their own books, they are now their own distributor. No, they they found a couple golden apples of the world, uh, Midtown Comics. So they're using retailers as the distributors. Are. They are, which the, the two kind of biggest retailers, um, as far as volume, as I understand it, and their sales figures and their warehousing, they took on, they said, hey, we'll, we'll distribute for you, you know, fuck Diamond. So they tried it, they went rogue, and this is where we're getting our DC product from now on. So it's, it's the Wild West right now, guys, and it, but we're getting our product, we're getting it in a timely manner. We got new comics on the shelf every Wednesday. And, you know, we're back into full swing and, you know, it's just still so hard with the COVID environment, with the, the masks and the social distancing. It's, I mean, we have a comic, we sell comic books, right? You want to fucking touch them. Yeah, it's tactile. Them, it's part of the experience. It's tactile. Put them in a bag and a board, read them. If you wanted something else, you'd, you'd buy digital comics, right, Kev? Exactly, exactly. Right? The I mean, idea of walking into the store uh, being able to sift through and find the perfect unbent copy, um, uh, bring it up to the register. I remember so many times the guy at Fantasy Zone in Red Bank that doesn't exist anymore, the old comic book store, uh, the guy who ran the desk was Dave Windorf. He was the lead singer from Monster Magnet. Monster Magnet. <laughs> yes, Dave. Dave. So this is before Monster Magnet when Dave was just a long-haired guy. 
at the counter and stuff. And I would go through and find my fucking pristine copies, bring them up. And then as Dave, you know, and he's a big comic book fan, but he didn't fetishize the books and stuff like I did. So I put my pile down all gently and then he'd pick them up and like do this shit where you're like, where you're bending them. And I was like, can you, can you not? do that and he was like oh you're one of them don't That's manhandle my books thing dude. like we have so many customers that still do that and and god love them Kev. like god like fucking we love bomb on them we let them spend extra time we let them look through the whole stack of books because that's the thing it's a collector's market and it's so strong right now um you know we're just expanding right now we're also trying to deal with the fact that we normally are known for doing signings in our store. Like, yeah, you guys you've for been years. Many times. I did for me. I've, mm-hmm. I've done a signings. You've done signings yeah, there. Yeah. I we did my first signing ever recently. comic book signing was at golden apple and stuff. Didn't you and you meet my, your wife there? My You're wife welcome. popped in to see me. So they wrote an article <laughs> for USA today. Ben, we were there at the signing. There's a picture of me on my wall in golden apple from the USA today, sitting next to Marilyn Gigliotti from that signing. So that was just me. They have, they've had the, I mean, a, this was the store in Hollywood. So anytime right. you had famous people wanting to promote something in the comic book world, easy. But even celebrities and shit, like remember John Singleton was there and stuff. Yeah, John. Oh God, John, such a such a good guy. Yeah, God rest his soul. He used to be a weekly guy. He would come in every week. We would bring books to his house or send them to him on set if, you know, he couldn't make it in. I mean, just, you know, people love their comic books. You know, we do that. So what do you, what do you guys, so what do you, what, uh, what's your initiative? What are you doing right now? So we're doing like what we call private signing. So like we have a big one every year. We have John Carpenter, fellow filmmaker and composer. Mm -hmm. Hardly a fellow filmmaker, more like master (laughs) filmmaker. Yeah. He's done a few few good movies right yes. yeah so we do uh for the last seven years we've had john and his wife sandy in and so this year we said what are we, what the fuck are we going to do with this covid world but we're going to doing it virtually so we're also we're going to set up a zoom call like this where fans who buy the book can uh interact with john and sandy and the contributors to the to the book it's like Smart. a halloween anthology but they're also going to get pre-signed books so we send the books to his house he signs them They come to the store and then we're going to do something a little more fun to make it more interactive where we have golden tickets, you know, uh, br- silver tickets and bronze tickets. As you can see, Willy Wonka is kind of a mentor to me. Right. Ticket, a real gold ticket behind me. Well, not real, but you know, movie real. I but, see. Um, oh, no, it's, it's, I'm still trying to figure out if that's a streets of fire gold cassette. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah. It's a streets of fire. Yeah, it like, is. Damn right there. Tonight is what it means to be young, right? Oh. I have, these are, yeah. This another is what time, I another Let place. the rebels begin. Let the fires be started. We're dancing for the restless and, and the, the broken hearted. <laughs> Unbelievable movie. The soundtrack is one of my favorite things in the whole world. I absolutely agree. It's an amazing fucking soundtrack. You are and one a very bad singular star. movie. I, like, I love that movie. Very, very like Walter Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Very singular yeah. flick that like even was weird when it came out, <laughs> but still weird today. And as much as like, like, huh? Like that's I grew up adventure? watching, you know, in my house with my dad with Bill. Like we watched Big Wednesday. We oh, watched, right. We watched the Warriors. We watched Streets of Fire. You know that this was my life. Your dad you know, was like, a classy, tasteful man. He's good. Oh my dude, god, man. he knew everything about movies and 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 music. 
yo-yoing it was uh, big that's true yes he was a fucking yo-yo master as well the yo-yo master who the fucking say that? <laughs> i know exactly but <laughs> what a great skill to have man and like especially Seriously. if you're a guy running a store because at the very end of the day you could always be like if you know the customer's always right you could always be like well check this out and fucking yeah, rock a right. yo-yo out hey, of kid, like, you want to read a comic so basically no. what we're doing now is i'm sorry to cut you guys up but basically what we're doing is private signings we're saying we're going to send the stuff to their personal home sign the stuff send it back to golden apple and you guys can buy pre-signed stuff with a certificate of authenticity that proves that it happened and all that good stuff and then we're trying to throw in some fun stuff like a zoom call some golden tickets where you can win some stuff. Um, you know, we're doing what Gerard Way is coming up. We're going to be doing something with him. Uh, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas is doing a Werewolf by Night comic book. We're going to do something with him. Oh shit! Like with that. Marvel, we're, we're trying There's, to make. He's doing up. a Marvel Werewolf by Night. Yeah, yeah, they wow. got they got from Black Eyed Peas. Wow. Um, you know, so things like that. There are a lot of great creators that are still out promoting comics, writing comics, creating comics, just like yourself. Um, you know, obviously we can always do something with you, Kevin, anytime or Mark, if you're doing some more stuff. Where do folks uh, go find the information? How can they find out about the Carpenter signing and the other signings? Funny you should mention that. No, uh, <laughs> goldenapplecomics.com. That's the easiest way to, to find us or on any of our social media. But the other thing I want to tell you guys about, and if I can just spend two more minutes, because I, I know you got a date and it means you're getting late. <laughs> so so you're, you're keeping we, me from guaranteed sex with a woman I've had I know, sex with I know. many times, <laughs> but go ahead. That's all right. It's important. Kevin. It's really important. So it's not all honky dory in the world of comic book retailing. I might have, you know, in the course of our conversation, made, made it look like it's amazing and everything's honk, you know, great. But really, a lot of stores are going to be going out of business. Um, Can I ask you a are, question about that? Yeah, there was a moment yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic where I actually talked to Walter back east where I was like, well, is it time to stop? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, we've had 22 good years and yeah. a lot of stores are closing. Maybe now go out like, you know, not in debt and with a win. And the only thing is like, well, COVID allowed us to shut down. And he he voted against and not even because he wanted the job okay. he's just like you can't it's an institution he's going as long as you're not losing money like you should keep going but i wanted to ask did you have a moment where you guys were like maybe is this the end are we done absolutely i mean you know three months being closed i think in the first couple of weeks i that was the first instinct yeah well we had a great run you know i i carried on this legacy for my pops I tried my hardest, guys, but this one beat me. To death. Yeah, I mean, nobody then, could have seen fucking COVID coming, so nobody would be like, "You dropped the ball." Yeah, it's there's like no shame in it. Once but in a hundred year, fucking right. that's killed huge businesses and and corporations. So like and mom so what, and pop shop. What's going happened down is shit. like comic book stores, all the local mom and pop stores, like if they had an online presence or social media presence or a website, that's what they relied on. That's what we relied on, or old school like phone banking like i called every customer my mom did my wife did just love bombed them to death like hey we're still here we'll get you your comic books you know we did it everything we could to connect with our customers i started doing online games and this crazy wacky you know game shows on facebook and instagram live and i sort of adapted a lot of people do live sales and you know if you're in it to win it 
you're going to find a way to make it work. No doubt. A lot of stores, it's not that they're not in it to win it. They just don't have the tools, the resources, the customers. They're in obscure parts of the country or the world, and they just don't have the foot traffic. And, and with a COVID world, they're just, they're out of sorts. And a they, lot of they, people are fucked. A lot of people, a lot of stores are going out. A lot of stores will continue to go out. Because like, if you think about it, think about your personal you know, finances. Your landlord gave you some extra room. Your your mortgage gave you some extra room. You know, and that's no different than what's going on in the retail world. Well, guess what? It's been six months, and now they're going to start asking for their money. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and so, I could see a lot of stores saying, "Well, we tried. We tried to getting an SBA loan or whatever we could do. Nothing came through. We're fucked." So what we're doing is I'm on the board of a, a new initiative, a new campaign. Do you guys remember Back the Comeback? Which Say it again. What is it? What is there it? was something called Back the Comeback a few months ago. Yes, yes. They right. gave out so t-shirts was, and stuff. That was like the first initiative to try to save comic book stores from the COVID world. 2.0 just launched, and it's called Give, uh, I'm sorry, Give Comics Hope, and it's givecomicshope.org. GiveComicsHope.org. Correct. And so basically what's happening is all the publishers, creators, retailers, fans are coming together to help save the comic book industry. And what they're doing basically is donating. So everybody's got a collection, right? You have tons of shit. I see your podcast. Mark, come on. You have a lot of shit. I have a lot of shit. Everybody has comic books, CGC, signature stuff, posters, autograph stuff, action figures, whatever we got, right? I'm not saying give it all to charity. I'm absolutely not saying that. But if you can afford to just give a few things, or there's something called Drive for Five, where they're asking for five items. You basically send it in to either this one guy handling the, the eBay auctions, and there's another person handling heritage auctions. And all the money goes to comic book stores through the Bink Foundation, which was started, you know, several months ago to help comic book stores. Um, remember Jim Lee drew 60? Yeah, yeah we had him on the show. We had him on the show to talk about it. Yeah. We raised some money for yeah. the Bink Foundation. I know. Yeah. You guys have fallen. You guys have fallen pretty far. You had like Jim Lee, Ben Affleck, and like me. You guys are slumming it a little right now. No, man. You fuck, you're real. You're for your comics royalty. Believe me. I but. fucking appreciate the the few moments i have to talk about this stuff you know in the state of the industry but basically there's a lot of not golden apples out there or not you know people that are a little smaller that just need the fucking help right now like everybody needs help to stay alive even we need help you know and if you guys can you know just tell your you know fans your you know the customers in your comic book store people who listen to your podcast or follow you guys on social media to say, look, I got a ton of shit in my room. And instead of going and trying to sell it on eBay, give it to givecomicshope.org. You know, that's the easiest way to do it. You could even sell it yourself on eBay. And in, in the listing, you can say, I want to give a percentage to a charity and just click Give Comics Hope. Um, so that's really what we're here to talk about, you know, is just the comic book industry has had its ups and downs since COVID started. There's some great stuff like the collector market being so strong and so amazing. And these variant covers we're all doing are just selling out and, you know, the peach mimocos and all that kind of crazy stuff. But underneath it all, the local comic book store in your town is is probably hurting. 
And if they're not in LA or New York or some, you know, major, you know, place like this, and they need your help and, and we all need to help them. I'm helping them. I'm sending in like shit signed by Stan Lee. I think I have some stuff signed by you guys. I have some of the iron Bob exclusive pops and things like that, that I'm going to send, you know, whatever I can do to help. I want to help everybody succeed because six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, we want comic book stores to be alive, right? You want, the secret stash to be there. You know, oh, yes. you don't want to get that phone call from your guys saying, dude, is this it? Yeah. Are we out? Did we have a good run? Like, fuck that. We did we did 40 years. We want to do another 40 years, right? Fucking hey, man. That's the goddamn spirit. Mm -hmm. If uh let me say I got some stuff to donate. Can I give it to you? You could give it to me and I'll send it in because I know that's like a hassle for a lot of people. It's just, um, I, you're the closest dude I know, but I, I can, course. I got like the arms, a set of arms that I wore as the Bratzi and yoga hoser because it could be like props oh, and wow. shit. Oh, like, props are the best. I have a, you know what I have? I have the red tornado mask. I don't know if you did that episode. But from oh, Supergirl. from fucking Supergirl? Yeah, that guy's a customer and he came in one day with, with the actual like cowl that he wore. That's from dope. the red tornado was like here i'm gonna give it to you and i've just saved it and i want to give it to charity you know? i got so uh, i got something to donate um zach snyder gave me um from the watchman the dirty comic that uh, the tijuana bible the tijuana bible well oh, remember hmm. so remember i've got I've, that would be something that somebody would definitely whatever you can you know feel comfortable getting rid of that could could generate some i got some i got some anything. good shit man some like good like oh shit oh, I like i got a hat signed the justice league signed by every fucking actor in it somebody would buy I mean, that right <laughs> i mean that's the thing like people send me shit all the time i have so much stuff that i just i never paid for so it didn't yeah. cost me anything and it's worth money and collectors out there want it so if you're a collector and you're listening to this go to the ebay auctions go to the heritage auctions bid it up buy some shit but also think about giving some stuff and where uh, do we send them again that email uh, the, the the web address givecomicshope.org givecomicshope.org and, and all the information is all there the information. excellent and that's where you can donate as well at that website that's right uh one of the big uh guys in our industry bill shanus who used to work at diamond he was a big way of course yeah he was also a retailer before that, and he's just, just such a, I would say a mensch, right? Yeah, like legend in our field. Yes, absolutely. He started this, and he's been retired for years. He has no reason to do this except for the fact that he loves the comic book world and industry, and wants to see it survive. And so he got together so many people. I mean, I've heard Robert Kirkman donated a bunch of amazing original. Walking Dead pieces. He keeps telling me all this stuff that's been donated. And basically my part in this is, is this, is, is to reach out to customers and influential people like, you know, you two guys who could spread the word for us. And so, you know, I, I, I hope a year from now, five years from now, we look back on this and everybody's cool and we got comic book stores in your local neighborhood and and the publishers are okay and the printers are okay and the distributors are okay and and we just got through this shit because this is fucked up guys. yeah it's it really has exposed how precarious the whole fucking thing was man like fucking yeah. it's COVID has turned out to be kryptonite for a lot of things but for comic book stores particularly for a lot of retail outlets so it's 
you're doing the Lord's work, number one, man. Because this I is important. That. This is without comics. We got no bedrock for all the other mm -hmm. shit people do enjoy right now. This is where the magic begins on the fucking page. And the magic usually begins in a comic book store. Some kid, some adult walking in there for the first time going like, what? This is it? Like, I've never, I had no idea this world existed. So you're doing the Lord's work, keeping that uh, uh, hope alive, man. Give comics hope dot org um, i'm gonna collect a bunch of shit and get it to you and you can get Just it to bring whoever. it to golden apple or figure out a way to you know i can come to you whatever well, done and done service. absolutely have a messenger service if you need to use that you're not far from me i could bring it down or you could come up but let me ask you let me this ain't even a question more of a suggestion are you allowed to use that back lot where people park and shit like i remember for the gallery in 1980 at one point we we had a party didn't it like yeah so isn't so what there we, what we did right after COVID started, after the first month went through, we started doing curbside pickup in the back parking lot. I got a pop tent, signs. I put Spider-Man out there. You know, I got a Spider-Man. Yeah, you got that giant Spider-Man statue. You autographed it. Tom Holland autographed it. Stan signed it. You know, it's an impressive piece. And I have it out there in the back parking lot. We did that for about two months. And then finally we got to open. So we've been open ever since limited hours at golden apple, but we, you know, we're, we're doing our part to give back to the community. That's, that's been so good to us over the years. But for a uh, ride for a signing event, you could probably do it out in the parking lot. Cause you're outside and sh shit like could. that. I mean, I wouldn't risk it with John Carpenter cause he's like 1100 and stuff. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. But for, you know, younger artists, writers, whoever the fuck, or people who want to promote stuff, there's still a way to do it there in, is. in that parking mm -hmm. lot. Like, you know, and be outside and shit. But the window's closing because the fall is beginning. I know, right? But uh, it, it could be fun, like doing a little parking lot event. Or, like, I'm telling you, like it was, it, it's, it's so nice back there. For, it's, and it's kind of like safe, the parking lot back there. And there as much is. as you're really protected from the street and it's a back alley, so there's no heavy traffic. So right. yeah, you could that could be like a fun area to actually have a signing event, be outside and stuff. I mean, traditionally, like a free comic book day that that you guys set up out there, year. right? We set up out there. The butcher shop next door has a has a grill. They're doing burgers. The coffee shop next door is doing their thing. So you know, we make it a community event. Um, so maybe we could do something like that. So. You know, if, yeah, if either one you. of you or anyone listening has a cool, I volunteer. I, I volunteer myself. You could probably get way more famous people, but I volunteer myself for a thing. <laughs> well, you could probably get way more famous people to do your show than me, but I appreciate you having me on. So we'll oh, see. <laughs> we'll see who we can get to. Yeah, do we'll our see show. who we can pull. <laughs> um, so I'll glad. Pull some strings for you. <laughs> so glad you're keeping uh, not only keeping the head above water for Golden Apple itself. But going out of your well, a way to help other fucking retailers, man. That's like, we're, we're let's be honest, most retailers don't give a fuck about other retailers. For you to give right. a fuck about the comic book marketplace, not just your personal space, but the comic book marketplace in general, you, you, you're a goddamn, you're, as you said before, a mensch, my friend. You're doing a good thing, that, Ryan. Kevin. Thank you, Mark. Um, basically, you know, it's, it's not good for anybody Look, if you were running a fast food restaurant and, and fucking Jack in the Box and Carl's Jr. go out of business, that's not good for McDonald's, right? No. That, that's bad for everybody. If, if, if the big guys are all going out, if the little guys, if the competition goes away, everybody's screwed. 
So the rising tide um, lifts all ships. I want, I want everyone to to survive this. I want everybody to, you know, do what they can to try to sell online in the interim, but really put the stake in your store. The store is the community. The store is is the lifeblood of the industry. You know, that where there's subscribers that come in every week and touching those comic books and collecting them in bags and boards and boxes. You know, that's that's what we do. That's what we've always done. And that's what we hope to continue to do. So thank you guys for giving me this platform to talk about it. And uh, you guys rock. I love you guys. I hope to see that that uh, Master of the Universe at some point. Next you know? year, man, 2021. It's fucking and dope. And then we're doing books, too. So I'll be in for a signing for those. This is the next thing you need to do. Oh, I believe me. I've seen a lot of people on. online going like, can you do that? I was like, I'm shocked they let that? me do email. <laughs> My buddy gave me this today as a, you know, like a, a preliminary birthday gift. Unfucking believable. These super seven figures. It's got, it's everything. not a plug. That's not a plug. I don't even sell them in the store. That's just for me. I'm when is the birthday? When's the guy. birthday? Uh, October 8th. Right on, birthday. man. Pretty happy birthday. It. So it's coming happy up on birthday it. in advance. Happy belated 50th to you. And Mark, you're like 20, right? I am. I'm 24 year, years 21. old. 21. Turn the big still two Still a one. kid. Just okay. got my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, right. Tell your mom I said hi. You be good. Keep fighting a good fight. Uh, GiveComicsHope.org, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. Thank you, guys. And GoldenAppleComics.com. You guys rock. Thank you so much. Enjoy everything and all your stuff. Yep, we froze. Uh oh, he froze. There he is. There he is. Thanks, Ryan. Excellent kid, man. And doing the Lord's work, man. Indeed. Like, really, you know, you don't have to. It, it fucking, you heard him. It's hard enough being a retailer mm -hmm. on his own. And he's been in business 40 fucking years, over 40 years. Hard enough to keep your own ship afloat. And here he is worrying about other people's ships. Good I think guy. he's right. Like it's it's not it's not about competition at this moment. It's about how do we save an industry. It's like the end of Game of Thrones, where it's like they they went to see Cersei and they're like, we gotta get together because mm -hmm. the fucking White Walk. <laughs> yes, I got real into my metaphor. I'm like, no, no, it's like Game of Thrones. Well, let me explain to you because people are like, it's not like that at all. It's in fact, it's like anything where people team up to survive. Right. It's, it's more like you know we got to we got to take on Thanos before he snaps his fucking fingers. <laughs> Exactly. And so we got to like unite the fucking warring tribes and let's go to town. Exactly. I don't know. I was thinking like, oh man, I just discovered the ultimate <laughs> metaphor. Hot take. <laughs> hey, did you ever hear this Game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, there, that's it, man. Normally we do a and a but as previously yeah. mentioned. Tonight is what it means to be young. Yeah. You're this guy. <laughs> fucking let the rebels begin. Let, let the, the fires, fires be started. started. We're dancing so for the, the restless and the, and the broken hearted. hearted. Um, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us here, man. What a fucking show! We covered a lot of ground. Two ninety nine. I know. Who knew? Next next week. Next week we end it. Three. Yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> I'm fucking, ending all my like, like more. We're taking a page out of Mark's book, <laughs> and we're done. That's it, guys. Three hundred. We did it. Then we start a new show. We do, and then we give them a number that we hit and then stop that and start new things. So wait, we're just going to reboot ourselves? Like always. Over. Yes, like <laughs> chapter seasons, if there you will. There you go. Should have been that. Well done. Um, there it is. When uh, when does your last uh, battle start go up? Um, oh God, I don't know. It's not for another couple of months. We, Galacticast. Galacticast. We record the finale probably next week. 
then the plan is after that a tv movie they made and then i don't know what happens but right now the the broadcast date is we're at about episode 12 or 13 of the season so there's another 12 more episodes to this go. is a mark's side project man my it's side like when hustle. A, fucking like when uh, they go off and create a super group <laughs> like it's mark and fucking the I, stars of Battlestar Galactica have their own super group and shit. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, it's like your Gumar. Like, yeah, this is Gumar. He fucking like, goes and he fucks like, that podcast behind my back. <laughs> and I'm supposed to live with it. I just got to live with it. So I go out to that Galacticast. I'm pressing the button. I'm like, you're a whore. Janice is a whore. I'm what are you doing, up. Karen? Karen, what are you doing here? <laughs> they called me a Karen, too. Because like, what the fuck are you doing complaining? Get out of here. Uh, Galacticast. Go give yes. it a listen, man. Go check it out where you get your local podcast. We got side projects here. Hell yeah. But as for the f- uh, main project, we're done. That's it. We're finished. Take it easy. Uh, episode 299, slam dunk in the bag. In the can. Fucking put it up on the shelf. Frame that shit. Print it's a it. wall book, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. It really is. We it's, want to it's thank. It's a sneeze guard book. It is. Just like this. <laughs> um, I haven't felt his sneezes in so long. <sighs> it's been a, it's been a hot minute. We want to thank Ryan uh, Leibowitz coming on talking about uh, uh, givecomicshope.org give comics and Golden Apple. Go support them. Go to goldenapple.com mm-hmm. uh, as and well. Find a way to support your local bookstore. You that know, too. Like, That's what he was saying. Most well. of them also have online portals. And now's a great time. Like, I think lots of people during this COVID were like, you know what's a comic I haven't read before? This thing. Let me, go, let me go deep in the, in the vault, in the library, and read the thing I haven't read. And if you're one of those people that's just like, I also invest in comics. You just got some inside fucking dope from a comics book re- retailer right there. He told you they ain't printing up enough books. Yeah. So every book is becoming a fucking wall book, man. So if you get in on pre-ordering and shit, uh, online and whatnot, you can order multiple copies of a book. Then that book's going to be worth something. You could trade. I mean, that's what I. Are you goosing a collector's market? I really am. I'm trying. I can't watch it go. Guys, here's what you do: wait for the lenticular cover to come out. Then you buy that one. Then you get all of them. (laughs) More covers, the better. Um, There it is, folks. We have no fucking show without the guy standing to my left. Beyond the sneeze guard. Beyond the sneeze guard is a fresh like a salad. It's a sequel to Beyond the Rainbow. Uh, uh, Give it up. For the the great Mark Bernard. Thank you, sir. Um, And thank you to JC, who, if we had control of multiple cameras, you would see he's here. Run out in front of the frame and show him you're real. Seriously. Yeah, come over here. He's been so busy. There he is. Look at him. Fucking one-man little studio. Little one-man KABC over there. That's Mr. Netflix. (laughs) You know how Netflix, they got a bunch of people working? One guy. One guy. And, like, he didn't put any fires out. But they're all manageable. That's true. Good point. <laughs> they're still simmering everywhere. They but are. Like, they they not are the not idea. lapping at our feet, and that's all we care about. <laughs> um, thanks for hanging out, man. On a Sunday. Sunday afternoon. I well, know. now it's evening. Yeah, what time is it? Ooh, we went long. Long and strong. I know. My wife's like, you know, your window's closing. Down to get the friction on. Um, truly. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. We'll see you on uh, Friday or Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Yeah, for know. episode three. We'll see you the weekend. For episode <laughs> 300 of Fat Man Beyond. But for Fat Man Beyond today, episode 299, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Tune in next time for 300. Same fat time, same fat channel. Smodcast.com or YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith. For the good of all Cree and so say we all Wakanda, Wakanda forever. <laughs> we got it all.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.